Hello and welcome to London Film Club. This is the place to be for your weekly download on the latest films to hit the big screen right here in the capital. I'm Raya Salahi, sitting in this evening for Arazu Baker and joining me on the sofa, my co-presenter and movie review mogul, to say the least, David Brake of film blog One Room with a View Plus, the Independence Digital Culture Writer, it's Jacob Stolworthy. And here's what's coming up on tonight's show. First up, everyone's favourite unlucky in love singleton, Bridget Jones, is back, and this time she's got a baby. Nail biting horror as the Blair Witch returns with a truly terrifying sequel. Our first film of the evening, Bridget Jones's Baby. Jacob, what's the plot line? Okay, so it's, uh, it's been 12 years since we last saw Bridget Jones, and uh, she's now back single again. Uh, but two chance encounters, one with old flame Mark Darcy, played mm. by Mr. Colin Firth, uh, and one uh, at Glastonbury Festival, rather, biz rather bizarrely, uh, she bumps into a relationship guru named Jack Quantz, an American relationship guru who's played by Patrick Dempsey. Uh, two romantic frissons with them, uh, and she finds herself pregnant, unsure of who the father is. Dun, dun, dun. dun yes, precise, <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey in, Hugh Grant out. Is that a mistake? Hugh Grant's gone. Is that a mistake? Um, I will say that Patrick Dempsey does a fine job uh, in this mm. film, filling the shoes of Hugh Grant. Um, but I will say that Hugh Grant is missed. Uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest... Let me first say that I'm not the biggest Bridget Jones fan. Uh, I would actually say that the second one, The Edge of Reason, which was released in 2004, yep. I'd actually say it's probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. So mm. this film... So how you feel? Uh, Let yeah. it out. Do you agree with me? I think it's Edge of Reason is pretty poor because yeah. it took what was a very good British rom-com and then turned it into something that was sort of slapsticky and had no heart and basically lost all the value. Yeah. So I think one of the main things here is that this is a vast improvement on number two. But then, again, that wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. And I will say that the, one of the standout scenes in the film actually kind of addresses why Hugh Grant's not there. And I'm not going to give away why, but um, it just shows that uh, he's not even there and he's still stealing, stealing scenes. Yeah. Um, but I just think in all, I mean, I'm not the target audience. However, I did think this was at times painful. Uh, the audience that I watched it with were laughing uh, very loud. They were mm. uh, female. Um, I was not, and I was sighing a lot of my way through the film. I will say that Renee Zellweger, I think this was kind of the role she was born to play. Mm. She's looking very different now, but she still kind of fills the shoes of Bridget Jones nicely. And it's Colin Firth's very good in it as well. Colin Firth is good. He, uh, I think he enjoys these films. He wouldn't be back if he, if he, if he, um, if he didn't. Uh, it's written by, obviously, Helen Fielding, who created uh, the character. Mm. She's back on board, um, and she's written it, co-written it with the, the writer of, um, of Borat, yes. Dan Lazar, yeah. And That's a bizarre fact. It's bizarre, and it's there one that go. filled me with, with hope. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Emma Thompson, also, they gave it to Emma Thompson to do a, uh, a once-over, who is, of course, in the film. Steals every scene, without question. If you, if you watch it just for... Like any reason, you know, you may have been dragged along to go see it, you will find joy in Emma Thompson by far. She is the best thing in it. There are particular standout scenes where she just walks in the room, like this one, and genuinely just improves the entire movie single handedly. And she, it just shows what a classy actress she is. Completely. I mean, I was laughing out loud uh, with all of her lines, but I did get the sense that she'd kind of gone through the script, kind of gone, yeah, yeah, no, they can say that, they can say that. Then comes to her lines and she's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do what I like. Puts the sparkle in. And why should she not, you know? Talking of this film, Renny Zellweger has been speaking about stepping back into the role. Here's what she had to say. I'm Bridget, and this is Jack, and this is Mark. 
revisiting uh, a Bridget Jones experience is revisiting her world and her friends and her family and that familiarity and it is all there. Trying to discover um, the same person at a different time in her life and uh, finding what's relatable about her as her life has moved on. I think that's a unique and kind of exciting thing to explore. A character that people related to 16 years ago and would she possibly speak to people who've also moved on with this character uh, later in life. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fun thing to, to get to do. Bridget, who always seems to me the most wonderful paradox between utter hopelessness and incredible competence. You know, I think that she's obviously, there's a, there's a clownishness to her. She still plows on. She still uh, is capable. She still resolves her issues. She, or if she doesn't, she never, ever gives up for very long. The difference in René Zellweger's accent there is noticeable. Bit night and day. Yeah. I think, I think it's one of the interesting things for this film is that you sort of, a lot of people kind of forgot how good René Zellweger actually is an actress because obviously back in the noughties we had Bridget Jones' Diary and Cold Mountain and a whole selection of, you know, Oscar. Chicago, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and now, so it's been 10 years since and obviously a lot of attention has been paid to her parents. And so I think this film comes at quite a nice point because I think one of the things we can agree on is that the acting is perfectly fine and I think it might be nice to see René Zellweger actually do some roles and get some more roles out of this. I do agree. And it's, it's always quite odd watching her because she's kind of like... She, she's like a, got a mythic presence to her because mm. she has been away from uh, cinema for so long. But I, I will say, you, by the end, you're kind of done with her because the film is two <laughs> hours long. No comedy should be two hours long, let alone a Bridget Jones film. I think I know what the answer's going to be about <laughs> this. Yeah. However, let's talk popcorns. David, you first. How many out of five? I'll give it a two, I'd say, overall. And Jacob? I'm being generous, giving it a two. Do your right. pun. Do your pun. It was, it was more fidget Jones for me. Oh, yeah. dear, oh yeah. dear. That yeah. means Bridget Jones' <laughs> Baby gets a total of two out of five popcorns. That film is out in cinemas across London from tomorrow if you want to check it out. And if you've already got your ticket booked or you're planning on seeing it soon, do get in touch. Let us know what you think of the reviews so far. Bridget Jones or Fidget Jones using the hashtag London Film Club on Twitter or Facebook. Blair Witch is back, and David, watching that through your fingers, I know it's yes. not your favourite of genres, but I that's what the plotline is. hate horror. <laughs> I do, because I'm a big scaredy cat, OK? All right, there's nothing wrong with that. That's all right, mate. But, thank you. But, so the plot is, is that uh, 15 years after, in terms of this film's chronology, uh, 15 years after the original disappearance, James, the, the, sis, the brother of the... Uh, his sister who went missing, sorry. Um, and so he has now gone back into these woods after YouTube footage, as the trailer suggested, purports that she's still alive. And so then they go back into the forest, a whole group of them, and all sorts of heebie-jeebies mm. kick off. And I have to say, the marketing campaign has actually been quite good because a lot of people may not know that this is obviously Blair Witch's back. Yeah, it's quite important to point out that this was actually called The Woods. This was really, the, the director, Adam Wingard, he kind of announced he was making this film mm. that was kind of like a Blair Witch knockoff about teens going into the, into the forest called The Woods. And then he went to Comic-Con a few months ago mm. and he, he unveiled this trailer and it turned out to be a sequel to The Blair Witch and he's been making it for three years and no one knew.
which is uh, Quite impressive, it, which is alarming in this day and age. Uh, and it kind of it's kind of like the 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 it's like ten Cloverfield Lane. You it, know yeah, when no one knew two so in one year. I think one of the great things is nowadays is that you see marketing for so long. So say like Justice League, that's not coming out till mid twenty seventeen, but we've already seen a full trailer, yeah. teasers, everything. And so it's quite refreshing, like Ten Cloverfield Lane, to go into a film and not actually know anything and yeah. to expect the unexpected and to be have your expectations shook up. And I think that's what Blair Witch has the new version has in its favour. I think it does have the fact that it's got a very good director behind it, Adam Wingard, who's done The Guest and You're Next. Next yeah. And the, these are sort of new horrors that are really kind of pushing the genre. And he, so when he comes to the table and says he's directing a new Blair Witch, all of a sudden the expectations get heightened. It's kind of like he's taken the Blair Witch project because he loves it so much. Mm. He's taken it and he's, he's tried to stay uh, respectful to the material, but to add on his own slant because he is really like an emerging talent in the world of horror. Him and a few, there's a few others, this rising crop of horror directors. Mm. And so I was really excited knowing that he was steering this and the writer Simon Barrett they've kind of gone yes. they've, they've done what they've done is they've uh, retreaded similar ground because you kind of have to because it's a blow which is only so much you can mm. so, so much you can stray but they've, they've really moved in bold new directions I don't want to say any more than that no. but there is more to this than meets the eye how yeah. scary is it I think it is scary. I think it's got a few twists and turns that are unexpected. <laughs> and I think the, the bits that it does very well, so, you know, the simple shocks of tents going in the air or boogeyman showing up, are very well done. But it's very interesting because when you say that, they, they're very honest to the original. Mm -hmm. And there's that line where you kind of go, are you being too honest? Because this is a director and writer who are very good and very original. And so when you're in the confines of, you know, camera, shaky camera, obviously keeping to themselves within a forest, there's only so far you can be original with without straying into something else entirely. Yeah. So it means sometimes when you get out of it, when I watched it, I thought, this is really great. And then the more I think about it, I think there's less originality as it goes on. Yeah, I mean, the advancement of technology, they've got drones and, and GPS trackers, which kind of, you kind of watch the Blair Witch Project, you're like, why are you still filming? But that's eliminated with this one, which is yes, really crucial. True. But also what I will say is the scares are there and he kind of stashes them up and then just deals them out in quick succession. And, you know, I'd be lying if I said the T-shirt wasn't, you know, towards the eyes. But <laughs> yeah. I think... The, the, problem, the problem being, like in the original, what's so scary about it is they don't really contextualise the mm. scares. You kind of don't really know what the hell is going on and why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it more scary. Whereas in this one, they kind of talk about the legend of the Blair Witch and mm. why people stand in the corner of the room. And, and when, when you see it again, it's kind of less scary. Yeah. OK, talking of which, popcorns, how many out So I was going to give it four to start with, but I think afterwards, three. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a high three. Like a high three. Yeah. OK, that gives the Blair Witch... Three popcorns out of five, and that movie is released in theatres across the capital from tomorrow. Last, but by no means least this evening, the side-splitting offbeat comedy drama Hunt for the Wilder People sees big-screen veteran Sam Neill star alongside teenage rising star Julian Dennison. Here's what you've got to look forward to. This is Ricky Baker. Apparently he's a real bad egg. We're talking disobedience, stealing, spitting, running away, throwing rocks, kicking stuff, loitering, and graffiti. There's no one else who wants you, okay? That's my husband, Hector. You hungry? That's a silly question, isn't it? Look at you. <laughs> Is there anything you want me to do? Yeah, leave me alone. Cool. I love the look and sound of this film. Jacob, what's the plot line? So it's uh, from Taika Waititi, director of what we've been doing in the shadows. Mm. And uh, it's about, it's set in New Zealand, and um, it's about a little boy, 13-year-old boy, Ricky Baker, who uh, he's sent by child services to live with uh, foster parents. We've got Aunt Bella and we've got Uncle Heck, who's played by Sam Neill. Uh, 
tragedy strikes. I'm not going to say what happens, so mm -hmm. I don't want to give it away. But uh, Charles Serves has come to take uh, Ricky away from them. Uh, but instead of that, Ricky's got other ideas. He runs into the wild with his uncle Heck and hides, which sparks kind of like a a manhunt for them. Yeah, yeah, and by the sounds of it, a great dynamic on screen, but also one by the sounds of it is brilliant off screen too. The 13-year-old star of the film, Julian Dennison, has been revealing what it was like to act alongside such an impressive cast. It was great filming with Taika and being able to play my character because he is probably one of my favourite characters I've ever performed as or something. As you, I don't know how you say it. Um, yeah, yeah. great character. Yeah, yeah. And you did it brilliantly. Oh, thank you. You also done it brilliantly. Oh, Sam. you're awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, great yeah. experience. Amazing working with Sam. Yeah. Um, he's he's Sam Neil. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi. Amazing guy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much just legends on New Zealand and yeah. the world. Yeah. And um, Taika's working on the new Thor at the moment, and it's really really excited for him. It's great that he's working on that. And I'm um, just being able to work with all of these people. It's just great just being able to have this experience. There you go, the dynamic of the two actors there. Uh, yeah. How does that work on screen, oh, however? It's, it's a dream. I mean, you, Sam Neill's probably the best he's been in years. Yeah, and be. Julian Dennison makes his mark as this new rising talent who people should keep an eye out. And hopefully, because obviously this film's now got UK and US distribution, more people will notice him, he'll get more roles. And, you know, we're looking at a funny child actor. Not an annoying sense, but one no, of those who actually could hang around and do some good. Which is rare. And I very think, rare. Very rare. And I feel like what I love more than anything is that Sam Neill, and I think he realises it as well, yes. is after all these decades, it's the, the, the best, uh, you know, the person who's getting yep. the best from him is a 13-year-old boy. Yep. And that's amazing. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. And I think if you like what you see in that clip, mm. you will love Hunt for the Wilder People because oh, it's basically goodness, that yes. tenfold. Beautiful yeah. scenery by the looks of it. I mean, it's well. a tourism advert for New Zealand, good as me. I mean, it, like, because obviously the story's broken into chapters and Take Waititi shoots not only great comedy, and there's also a fantastic scene at the end for action, but honestly, this is like an advert for New Zealand, and it's great because New Zealand film needs, like, these breakout stars like Teika Waititi, you know, showing that they can do comedy, show they can do action, show they can do beautiful scenery, and this is the kind of stuff that will really resonate with a global audience, and so it's great. I really recommend everyone go and see this film. Jacob, it's described as an offbeat comedy. Yeah. There's more to it than just the laughs. Completely. I think mm. it, it, there's a real... Uh, it, it doesn't stray away from showing the... approaching the more emotive subjects. And for a comedy like this, this quirky comedy, mm. you kind of, it's kind of unexpected. And so when it arrives, you, uh, it kind of hits you harder than it would in, say, like a, a, a yeah, it's, drama. It's different to what we do in the shows, where it's just an entire parody, entirely jokes for 90 minutes. Whereas this one starts off jokes, and then all of a sudden, you know, we, hit, we get hit with some real big emotional beats and then mm -hmm. you're sort of like this isn't what I was expecting at all but that raises it to that next level and sh shows how Take Waititi is evolving as a director now he's doing Thor 3 that's, yeah, he's that's huge film, which is a, a, another bold move for Marvel who has shown that they just aren't, aren't you know they're unafraid to hire these these left-field directors. Mm. But I think what's, what's important as well is that it's a ready-made cult film, this. This has come from New Zealand, yes. and people here, you know, people who like Taika Waititi, mm. they know about this film, they're really excited for it, and I think word of mouth will really work, and I hope it does on this film, mm. because I think it's got, it's got the staying power. Yeah. You know when you've got Sam Neill in the film, it's going to be good, but yeah. with a 13-year-old up-and-coming actor, how good is, is he? I think he's fantastic. I, I, it comes from a very good script, because the, the, it, there are these tiny little tweaks. Is it very interesting? A lot of people sometimes say, uh, how can you tell the difference between a good film and a great film, you know, and a, a bad film, etc.? It's these little tiny touches which really make it wonderful. 
and so Julian Dennison brings that mixed in with a great Rattiti script, and it's just match made in heaven. It really is, and yeah, I just like I want to talk about Rachel House quickly. She yes. plays social worker Paula because she's really funny. You saw her in the clip there, and she's got a, quite a thankless role, but she does so well with it. And she's she's the acting coach for mm. for some for really? yeah. I was reading that. Uh, yeah, she's the acting coach, which is, which is amazing. I'm afraid so, almost running out of time. Mm. But popcorns, how many would you give it, David? A film of the week, four stars. And Jacob, four stars. There you have yeah. it. You have. Uh, the hunt for the wilder people with that four out of five. I'm afraid to say that's all we've got time for tonight. Thanks to my co-presenters, David Brake and Jacob Storley. And of course, to you for watching at home. Arizona is back on the hot seat at half seven next week for another dose of London Film Club. She'll be reviewing Denzel Washington's new flick, The Magnificent Seven. Here's a clip of that. Have a great night. Dan, you dead? Pity. I had just ordered a drink from that man. Took a job looking for some men to join me. Is it difficult? Impossible. How many you got so far? You and me. <laughs> Who's she? We work for her. Good lord. That's right. That man murdered my husband. I want something. I take it. He will take everything we have. So you seek revenge? I seek righteousness, but I'll take revenge. I need more than a few to help us fight. What a bunch of misfits we are. You know how to shoot that thing.